Welcome to the Black Belt Podcast. This is episode 17. Today's guest is Aaron O'Reilly. Aaron has experience and success in a number of combat sports, including kickboxing, K1 and Muay Thai. Some highlights being a WACO World Champion and an ISCA World Champion. Aaron has since transitioned to professional boxing and today I chat to Aaron about how he's going about making that transition as well as his experiences in the sports I previously mentioned. Make sure to like, share, subscribe and enjoy. What's up man? Yeah, all good, yeah. Yeah, just crying. The crown horse kind of running us off in the China. Yeah, are you doing much training at home now, uh, trying to keep active or anything? Kind of, yeah, like I'm just out jogging and all, like just getting five kilometers in a day, that's really it, like can't be doing much. I'm not really able to get near the gyms either, just the fact that everything's going on. Yeah, like it's not being able to, to, to hit something is, is what, what you'd miss the most. Yeah, I know, yeah, it's a bit of a disaster, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of sending me off the head a bit. Kind of just dying to get back in the gym. I was meant to make me a pro boxing debut like the 25th of April, but the show uh, got cancelled because of the, the coronavirus. So. And where, where was that fight meant to, meant to be on? It was meant to take place in Dublin, yeah, but like, it just didn't uh, come, come back in the end. Like, just everything happened. Like, it was planned anyways, but the show just didn't happen because like, of the virus. Is there a plan to reschedule at the moment? or? Um, is it all up in the air? I actually, I actually haven't a clue at the moment like, what's going to happen. Like, we're going to sit back and see what happens. Like, just, uh, I'd say if something else to be arranged eventually. Like, we're going to get a different day for me, pro debut, obviously. I just can't take a bit, it's going to take place a bit later than expected. Like, I fought there in uh, January down in Limerick on a, what was, what was the show called? I can't think of the name of the show, but I fought Eric Camille down there, and uh, that was going to be my last toy fight, and then going to the boxing. I'm professional over in Stephen Rock's gym. Yeah. Uh, so actually, we'll we go back a bit. Like, how did you get started in, in I think like it, was, it was kickboxing you got started in. Like, how did you get, yeah, get, get into that? How did you get kicked off into that? Yeah, I actually started kickboxing when, uh, when I was, what, I think, just, just when 10 I did. Uh, there was a gym around the corner and I uh, just decided to go around. And uh, yeah, it started, I liked it. Like the first year or two, I was just comp- competing. But the first three years, I was just competing on the mat and all, like, to the Sammy fight and uh, like contact and uh, points fighting. You know, the, uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Points yeah. Bit, so, uh, and uh, being in the least of the best of the best and all. And um, I was like, being all like wacko competitions, uh, OFA, uh, WKC was actually big back then as well. That's something we really uh, aligned with, like, the, the gym was. Yeah, so you would have started. So when did would you have kind of moved into the into the ring sports? Like like you said, you started in the tatami. So when did you kind of transition into more full contact? Uh, twenty. Uh, I say twenty fourteen. Uh, I uh, fought in the WKCs in Ireland. Do you remember them? And, uh, uh, kind of, I kind of remember them being on. All right, but uh, wouldn't have. Yeah, they were much. on twenty fourteen. And uh, yeah, I won the WKCs and then we decided to kind of step it up a little bit. Like, we were only points point and like on the club at the st- stage. So I didn't really know what we were doing. Like. And uh, at the near after WKCs in 2014, we started going into the OSKA, like competing in the ring sport. And uh, we started to get known to more of the clubs, like me, uh, Peter Carr, Tristan, and John, like Lloyd and all. We all kind of went in around the same time there, lads on my gym, probably know the names. Like. And yeah, we basically started from there. Just having little ring shows and all down in Waterford, Cork, all over the place. 
Yeah, so they like then you, you would have switched over then, like so then you, you would have like the likes of the Irish Open, and you would have went into like the more full. Yeah, that, well, well, the ISC is now like well, like ISC was always like I was always fighting, but that was like kind of the early kind of part of my career. Like then I eventually stepped up a level and fought in the Wacos in 2015 in San Sebastian in the Waco European uh, Championships, and over there and, like I fought uh, for a lad from Slovakia, uh, Andre Frank. Very good fighter, like he's still fighting now today, like he's doing well on the wacko circle. Like, and then he beat me, like I kind of learned like what the, what the actual level was, and I, I think I really stepped my game up to be a bit more professional about how I go about my training now. So after uh, the wackos in uh, 2015, when I came home after we lost, we all kind of stepped up a level for the 2016 uh, wacko world championships. Yeah, did you find there was a, a change from like fighting on some of the like the shows, like you said, around around the country, like Waterford and stuff, to stepping up and fighting in Waco? Ah, big time, like, definitely. Yeah, like the Waco standard, like everyone knows, was like it's literally up here, like totally. The amateur side of things, anyways, like the professional like, in the USK is very big as well. Like I mean, in the full contact and all. Uh, what's that? Yeah, like definitely, like. Even on the like somebody who isn't fully involved wouldn't really be involved too much in kickboxing. Like you recognise that that wacko like is the is the highest level across pretty much all the disciplines. Yeah, no, but without doubt, yeah, like, even competing in the small competitions, like not even the wacko Europeans or the worlds, like the Irish Open, you have the Austrian Classics, best fighter. Like, there's loads of big competitions are all like the standards go into next level is like, and I don't think a lot of people actually realise. How good the standard is, honestly, actually, you go out there, you compete in it, you watch it, you see, like, even the full contact, the K1, the low kicks, even even the mat sport, like, literally up there, like, you have, like, the Raymond Daniels fighting the mats, like, you know, you have your own Raymond Daniels from it's like, one of them. He's there competing, he's fighting the Irish Open every year, like, what, he won, I think, 10 or 11 times in a row, the grand champion. Uh, how many times, like, did, did you, would you have won the Irish Open yourself? I've won the Irish Open, uh, won it twice I've and uh, I've competed in it loads of times like I think I've I won the ring sport twice I lost in the K1 to a good French fighter he's French national champion he was he's also a pro fighter as well like the pros are allowed to compete in Waco in the amateurs because the standards that high like yeah do you like that would you would you prefer maybe if it was split or do you mind no I, I, I like the way uh, the pros are allowed to compete in the Wackos I think it makes the standard a little bit better, like, and because people know like how high the standard is, like, and there's because kid, kid, how do I say, like, kickboxing's not like huge. I mean, like, like, it's not like MMA or it's not like the boxing doesn't have that name. Like, like those, it's big. Like, it just doesn't like you don't get that recognition. Like, they kind of deserve. I don't think. So, like, even when they're competing, in it, like, you just got to show how good like the actual fighters are. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I suppose that's why you see a lot of people kind of switching over from. Some of like the, like the mat sports and even like full contact kickboxing going more so into either professional boxing or maybe MMA because you get that name. There's maybe potential to to make some money and that way it's not so like you're having the fun fun trips away at the moment and that's a bit of a turn off. Like once you once you've done done that a couple of times, you realize like you're out of pocket quite a bit. So whereas like if it were MMA or maybe professional boxing, you have a chance to not only go to these places and fight but make some money from it. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. No, but like after the 2015 Waco Europeans, we uh, I kind of pushed on into 2016. The Wackos in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. The Wackos there. Uh, they took place in uh, they took place in Dublin. So that kind of made me step my game up from 2015 and 2016. 
and uh, ended up going out and I won it. Like the wackers, like that was my goal. Like they wins up and being a full contact. Like these are some of the last kind of big full contact fights before I actually went into the K one and the Muay Thai. Yeah, was that was that a junior world or a senior world? Uh, the Wacko Junior Worlds. It was my last like Wacko Juniors was had like had, I think I had three fights there in the weekend like for uh, Russia in my first fight. Like I got the favourite in the first fight and I was like, right, I need to get this done. And if I get this done, then kind of push on a little bit. And I beat the favourite and I was, I was delighted it was like. So I got into the semi final against uh, Kazakhstan and yeah, he was t- tough enough as well. And I'm getting the win against him, but it won't be named the fight. So I was kind of worried coming up into the final. I was, and I thought that's why the lad actually called Bradley Beck. Like he was very big in the full contact at the time. He's from uh, Northern Ireland. Actually, yeah, we both because two people could be in the Irish team at the same time at junior level and then meeting each other in the final. Yeah, he had a great comp- competition as well. He fought, uh, I think he fought South Africa and uh, fought some other East European country. Anyways, he got his two wins. Yeah, I think he stopped like the first two uh, pounds. Like, so the, the building was like, a good little fight. It was, like, it was, it was a good final. And, um, I just got the win over him. I wouldn't say handy enough, but it was, it was good. <laughs> uh, you, want, you want a tough final? Yeah, no, I did, did. It was <laughs> tough enough, yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, with the kickbox, with the full contact for, for Wackos, is, is that, uh, it's, that's not a way, is it a way in every day? Or is it? Uh, you have to weigh in every day. Like, that was actually one of the worst things about it. Like, having to get up every morning, like, you can't, you eat, you can't just go off and then eat again. It's that middle of just weigh in, check your weight, weigh in. And what weight would you have been fighting at that time? I was fighting 60 kilo at the time, Mick. And um, I'm 63 now, so yeah. But I, I can actually probably, for the professional style end of things, I can probably make 61, 61 limit, but not for the, only for the big fights. That's the plan. Yeah, so like, what kind of made you switch more so from wacko fights than to kind of go more full into like K1 and, and Muay Thai? Was there, was there, re, was there yeah. much of a reason or...? Uh, I think recognition. Like I think in pro style, it's pro pro end of things. You get that little bit more recognition. You treat that a little bit better. You get me. Like I know that like, you don't get paid a lot in fights. Like, it is good. Like coming out after fights, and you got what, a few hundred quid. Like that, you don't get paid. Nothing really in the in the tire. Like, like it's just like a bit of a reward at the end. Like, I wasn't even going for the money at the stage. I just want to do this for enjoyment. Like, I just wanted to see how far I could get. Like whether I won a pro Irish title. But just before that, I actually had a. Two or three more hard folk kind of fights over in the UK. I went over and fought a lad, Sean McGiddy. He's actually gone pro now over in uh, pro, pro in the boxing league. He's far, far and a half, five and a half at the moment. Like, he's doing well. But no, we had a kind of good opponent. Uh, I think it was Owen Evans. He was meant to fight. And uh, Owen Evans pulled out against him. Like, and Owen's pretty big in the UK. Like, he was fighting on the NTGP and all. So uh, I went in and uh, I stepped in for Owen. And uh, I think uh, I was the proper underdog going into the fight. And was going over getting a draw against him. Actually, Kev Baldwin actually was actually the person who wrapped me hands. Then he came down from uh, Aberdeen just to wrap me hands. Ah, oh, he was he was, uh, he was actually on the on the podcast yesterday. Yeah, so, I've seen uh, that. Yeah, and uh, the atmosphere was crazy. Zach Zach Evans fought that night against uh, Dean Sutherland. Have you heard Dean Sutherland? Yeah, uh, yeah uh, I do. Yeah, I know the name. Yeah. So he was he was the main event, and I was a colleague. And they've gone over getting the draw against him. Like, thought I didn't enough to actually. Being, but like, the judges didn't uh, do it that way, so I ended up finishing the draw after five rounds. Like, but that was one of my last main tough full gun fights before I stepped into the K1. 
And do you find like like those type of shows, it does have a better atmosphere as opposed to maybe the Wacko events where there's like the tatami sports are going on as well. And then it, like sometimes you're not as much focus. Not everybody is focused on the full contact ring in that kind of setting. But like you get to, like if it's just if it's just full contact fights, it's just a ring. It's in a hall that the, the atmosphere is much is much better. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's definitely yeah. Like just because I concentrate on the one fight, like I'm not looking at like we only had a tatami competition. Yeah. There's like seven or eight different fights going around. You're, like the, the buzz isn't properly there. Like well, in in the ring, I definitely yeah, the atmosphere is be great. Like just that little buzz of hearing the cheering and I'm not like that's gonna get you going. Like yeah, it's, so it's, it's a different as well. Like yeah, that probably would have helped you. Like kind of convinced you to maybe switch over and focus more on on the the yeah, just more like a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, so then how many like how many Muay Thai fights would you like in K1 fights would you have had then? Yeah, well actually I had me first uh, pro uh, K1 fight at 17 I uh, fought a lad called uh, Martino like he had a pretty big name at the time like he was he was uh, really popular at the time and I went straight professional I didn't bother any of the amateur at K1 because like, I just felt like I'd been beating enough in the full conic I had enough experience like, I had like, nearly what 50 full conic fights or something and uh I said, I'm going to straight professional. And uh, one of my mates actually trained over in SBG, Tristan. He was talking to Keen and he goes, uh, so uh, who are you going to match on with? And he's like, Martino. And he was like, really? He's not think this bit of a step up for his first pro fight. I'm not be all right. And then uh, I actually left my job that day. I was having a bit of a bad day. And Tristan rang me. He's like, yeah, Aaron, I'm fighting Martino. And I was like, what? I'm like, am I? Yeah. I was like, I'm messing. Like, who am I really fighting? He's like, no, Aaron, I'm fighting Martino. I was like, oh, look. So I didn't know what I was going to take on that. And then, uh, I asked him and I just said, you know what, I'm taking the fight, like, I, I think I can beat him. Like, and uh, yeah, so then we done my eight weeks training, worked hard and like, and I know you like, want to see the atmosphere, but the atmosphere was crazy, like, it was mental. And uh, yeah, and going in and beating him, it's, like, it was a big, big shock. Like, I, 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 I didn't think it was a big shock after me training, like, I didn't think, yeah, I knew I was going to do it. But uh, nobody expected me to actually beat him. Like, I think they're all expecting me to get stopped in the first round or second round against them. I probably just meant me uh, falling over the road stick in my first uh, pro debut. I was going to ask you about that, all right? Because I kind of felt I had to ask you about yeah, it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of pra- like? It was it something you'd done before, like jumping over the ropes? I was like, a first time trying it out. No, never. Like I've, I've done it so many times before. Like not a bother. Never, I've never once fell. Even trying messing about jumping on ropes, like when I first tried it, never fell. And uh, I, thought, I don't know what happened. I was raised and that didn't, that didn't happen. And one of the lads told me after before he's like, that didn't happen. He's like, I can't believe that happened. Like, he's like, on his pro debut, like no, like, everyone's doing like, that didn't happen. Have you, and have you have you jumped over the rope since? Yeah, like more um, more or less all the other fights. I think I didn't do it the second fight after, but all the other ones I did do. It. I got I got yeah. confident again. Like. <laughs> but do you think that kind of helped you go into that like that fight against the uh, the guy Matino, like to kind of like I suppose you'd already made a bit of a, an, an ass of yourself, like to some degree, like yeah, definitely, yeah, it was all definitely, yeah, it was literally all and then at that stage of the day, I was going out for it regardless. <laughs> yeah, look. See, it's a good story because you won the fight. If you had lost the fight, then you know it's a it's a different story, you know. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. And good, uh, good, good experience, like, good experience. But uh, you seem to be, like, you were very active in K one and Muay Thai. It seemed like every couple of weeks you were having a fight. Kind of, yeah, was that kind of yeah. part of the plan, like, or? Yeah, I, I wanted to get. Like, 
Yeah, no, that, that was literally one thing. I wanted to fight as much as I could, as frequent as I could. And at this stage, I was still fighting in the full contact and I was still jumping and having little small fights here and there. So it wasn't just fighting the K1, it was fighting the full contact and I was getting extra little fights in. And eventually I just said, I'm going to concentrate on this for a bit. And I fought my second pro fight against uh, Leonard Razvan. He fought in uh, King of Kings in Europe. Like, he's really uh, frequent. Like, he fought as well. Like, it was another big kind of step up. And uh, yeah, and getting the decision against him, my second fight would be him. So I went 2 0. And then I got the opportunity to fight for an Irish title against uh, Stefan Truffaut. Um, just after going 18. And uh, yeah, finally, the Irish title beat him. Happy days. And then I went uh, where the fight and I went down to Cork and fought. Uh, Fretting out a lot of fought, him, and then that was on Martin Hogan's show. I've actually fought a few on Martin Hogan's show. He won some good shows like, in Ireland. And I went down, he had a show in Cabra, run by my gym at uh, KKC. And uh, yeah, I went there. Uh, uh, Sorry? Darren Doherty is involved there as well, isn't he? Darren, Darren actually coached me that night. Uh, in um, before you in Cabra, a brilliant house, brilliant, uh, brilliant trainer. Learned loads off and kicking wise movement. Like, he's really like I stepped up the game. He's game in the gym. I fought there uh, times in, in taekwondo. And, uh, is he, yeah, yeah, like I was kind of 17, 18, and he was kind of coming towards the end. But they were like savage fights. Used to like lose a love fighting Darren because you were always in for a tough one. Like, ah, he's a killer, isn't he? Like, he, he got, yeah. got up in the gym sparring him. And there's literally nothing in it between us. We tried to be there trying to knock him out. And <laughs> it's mental, it is. Yeah. Some of the, the like, kids just be catching me with it. He's, ah, he's serious. It's, like, even the gym, like, he's one of the main coaches up there now. Like, he's, he trains all the class. Like, and he, he's made the junior class. Like, excelled so much. Like, kicking wires, the legs, the hands, everything. Like, he's brilliant. He's, and he's doing great things like, for the gym. Like, he's really going to help the gym kind of progress. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But imagine, so, like, he's a... And he's a He's on himself. He has a, a different kind of different style to what you usually see. So I think that kind of you know he brings that kind of awkwardness as well that in, to it as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, like I, I, when he came to the gym, I didn't actually get a style until I actually trained him. Like and how he approached all his things. Like his, his technique is literally down to a T. Like he, he makes you practice every moment. Like you say, like with the fights, uh, you kind of jumped in straight to pro and taking tough fights. So like, do you, and do you think like? I would imagine that f- fighting the pros in Waco full contact kind of really benefited when you switched over to, to K1 uh, and the Muay Thai to, go, to take big fights. Yeah, no, definitely. I did. It kind of motivated me in that sense as well. Yeah. Damien, uh, you know Damien Dagger? You've probably seen a spinning uh, knockout, a spinning heel kick knockout. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, uh, he actually went professional, straight professional. He, I actually got the idea from him. Like, uh, if he went professional, let's, let's see what we can do. That's one of the reasons why I actually went pro in uh, the K1. Because he was a full kind of kickboxer originally, and I actually loved watching, this, loved watching him fight in the style. So I kind of took, followed him a little bit. Yeah. So, so after you had like the, the Irish title fight, then how you would have went on into the world title fights? I fought like uh, for the Isca Five Nations against uh, a lad from the UK, but I was 63.5, and uh, I, beat, I beat him with it in the in the gym or in KKC that night and our show sorry. and there was up I think it didn't get in the ring till like one o'clock in the morning or something like that it was such a big show like and it, it dragged out so long like I was I was wrecked like it wasn't my best performance like I, I think I toured a little bit like in the last round like that I'm not even messing I think it took like two leg kicks or something me and then when the lads uh, counted it 
in the last round. I probably had on my Instagram story yesterday and banging my legs. Did you see that too? Uh, yeah. I, I did see it, yeah. So I also saw your man, I thought I saw you smack your man in the face with a, a spinning, spinning kick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the leg, that, that, was that the fifth round as well or was that earlier in the fight? That was uh, the last round. That was the, that was the, I think that was the second last round or something. I think the first clip and the second clip are a bit different. Yeah. Uh, the, the last, the, I catch him twice with two spinning kicks. The, the first one was uh, in the fourth round, I think. Yeah, that prompted him to start kicking the legs then. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit mad. He's just because I was getting sick. I was like, stop kicking me in the legs. <laughs> and I kind of, after that, after that fight, I kind of got out that style of uh, bouncing around. Like I felt like I was using my moving too much and I was kind of tiring. So I started like, head more into kind of a, like I'd say, a little bit more of a Dutch style. Like, matching my balance down so I kind of changed my style up that a little bit more and uh, I wasn't bouncing around as much as I usually do for my next five fights on I had a next fight was actually in Capital One I think I fought a lad Shazad Panza he was actually a Taekwondo fighter originally I think and I got stepped up a few weight classes and I think I stepped up a few weight classes to fight my 66 he was a little bit stronger like, it was a great fight like, I thought it was very close like, he's after going on fighting on uh, Yoko and on now fighting like Shane McConnell and so it was Really after shooting up like so it was a good win from like and yeah. Yeah, so like I remember then the fight uh Mikey Rizzo. I remember you fighting him. Yeah, I actually fought I fought Mikey a few weeks uh, after uh after Shazad. I think I fought him five weeks after Shazad up in uh Deliverance on a uh, Jamie Crawford show and yeah, it was it was a good fight. It was like it was, it was a bit of a rivalry between uh, the gym. I felt like between uh, uh, Lionheart and uh, Kegi Sealy because they were about about literally ten minutes down the road from each other. Yeah, it was, it turned out it was a great fight. Like it was close. Yeah. It wasn't that much. Yeah, we got yeah. the got the decision against Mikey. Mikey's actually a great fight. Like I actually I actually sparred Mikey actually in my uh, lead up to the Martina fight because just to get rounds off me like, from my first pro fight. So yeah. Like, yeah, so Team Mikey Rizzo have a a, a, a war with uh, David Ryan. Oh, David, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of how I uh, how I kind of knew, like I'd seen the name Mikey Rizzo and I saw then that you, you were fighting him as well. So it's kind of interesting like that. Like, David is actually like, like he's in I the... Think, yeah, I think David got dragged, David got dragged into a war with Mikey. Like, he didn't need to. Like, I think David, David had to fight him twice to prove he beat him. Like, it, took, it took me to do it once, like, David just got dragged into a dragged into a brawl. I don't know what David was doing. Like, just got a shouty thing down there. Like. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, I kind of want to ask as well. I, I, I'd seen on Facebook that there's was, there's was a, was a little bit of beef as well. There's a rivalry in, between gyms kind of there as well. Yeah, like if I fought Liam after what I think twice or three times, like uh, we've always had good fights. Uh, yeah, he's beat me. I'd be him. Went back and forward, like. Um yeah, that's kind of where the rules we started, like, and uh, yeah, then just went for David Ryan, like, it just, it just didn't really get on, like, you know what I'm saying, I don't, I don't mind him, like, David, you know, I'm, not, I'm not that, like, we don't get on that well, like, uh, yeah, just kind of kicked off from there, and we went to fight each other on uh, Marin Hogan show, just gone, but yeah. uh, I fought, when I fought Eric, I uh, damaged my ankle, and I damaged my knee, I tore it in my foot, like, the minor tears, like, and, uh, yeah, so I couldn't fight. fight. But genuinely, I was injured. Like, I showered the proof. 
Facebook and you're going to rage and after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw it, yeah, because it, it, it entertained me for a couple of minutes on Facebook one day. I saw it, like, there was a bit of back and forth. And I was kind of actually, I was, I was actually looking forward into the fight because, like, like, David and Liam, they'd be. So I'm in the Taekwondo club in Shannon. They are in the kickboxing club. So like you know, you, you just kind of know all the people kind of around. So I was uh, I was interested to kind of see the fight, uh, to see that fight, to see how it would go. Especially then, like there's a you don't see too much of that kind of in that kind of setting, like a bit of needle. So you know, so that's why I was looking forward to seeing how the fight would go. Yeah, I don't, I don't carry that with any of my opponents. Like, I just want to get in there and fight and I stand and shake hands after. But like, I just feel like he has this little vendetta against me or something. I don't know where he gets it from. Yeah, so, but like it's bad. Like I can remember when I'm only only around twenty. Like you know, I was on the guy to be like when I was fighting. It just goes across the show like standard. Like the like, like, level I'm compared to him. He's had to come back to Ireland after two years, and uh, expecting to have, have, a, have a big fight. I don't think you can do it. Like you need to build yourself up again. Stay, stay active. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't active. Like, he went, I think he had one toy fight over in Australia and he got beat. So yeah. Do you think the fight will ever happen, or are you kind of gone more so into into pro boxing? I know it might still happen. If you see, I have I have a few pro boxing fights, and then I might might jump back in to K one and might say I don't know. Like I'll see, but like I'd like I'd like the fight to happen definitely. Yeah. So, they, like, what kind of prompted the the switch over to to pro boxing? I don't know. Like, I just I've always, I've always liked boxing. I've always liked watching it. I enjoy it and like I'm down in a rocks gym the last I say two years, sparring, constantly trying the last like I enjoy the atmosphere down there. It's a, it's a good it's a good atmosphere, like I'm close with the coach, all the lads down there, Ryan, Victor, Tim. And I just said, I have a go at it, like just wanna try it out. Something something different, just to mix it up a bit. And you didn't feel like trying any having try trying a bit of time at amateur, you kind of you've gone straight into pro. Yeah, like, I feel like my um, style like suits the suits the program more. I like the idea of uh, knowing your opponent is getting ready, preparing properly. I don't, I don't, I think the amateurs are going to be like very biased towards uh, the different uh, like how to say the like, people coming in. Like I've seen Peter Carr, like one of the lads out my gym. He was a he was a great boxer and he was getting robbed time and time again in the boxing. Like he fought in the league semi finals against. I remember Brent McGinty. To be fair, I thought Peter done enough to win the fight, but he didn't never gave the decision. He had a few like uh, decisions in the amateur boxing, like kind of go against our martial arts, like into the sport. Like you probably heard of over the years, like you made made uh, kickboxers now, like kick either boxing or kickboxing. Like I just don't think that's right. Like in the program, it's different. Like you you hear uh, like you hear uh, kickboxers competing in a pro boxing and then going jumping back into the K1, like yeah, yeah, like amateur boxing are very. They can sometimes be like they have the people who they have on fighting for fighting for Ireland at the big tournaments, and it's kind of they can be sometimes maybe trying to make sure that they're still going to be the people going to these tournaments and don't really want anybody new coming in. Yeah, especially from yeah. especially from an outside sport like you know they don't want too many people coming in from the likes of kickbox and that coming in and taking a bit, taking other guys' spots who have been there for for years, I suppose, in boxing. A few years. Yeah, no, to me that's that's uh, uh, the. Mentality to have over it. Like, I don't see the point now. I feel like the, the best way it should deserve to go. Like, it, it only makes sense. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, just, just have people fighting the best. Like, the, the best look, they'll decide themselves, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So, like, so what would you say is the, the kind of the plan moving forward in, in pro boxing? Like, 
like you said, you, you might jump back into K1, but do you think, would you be looking at maybe like, potentially a world title push? I know that's maybe yeah, like to, to say. Like, I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, I'd, like, I'd, like, I'd like to win an Irish title first. That, that'd be the band box. I'd like, I'd like to win an Irish title. That, yeah. And have a few, have a few Ds in the international fights. Like on some big cards maybe. So that's yeah. the goal, like, at the moment. Would the plan to be maybe stay more to stay more in Ireland or cross over get some, oh, look, I, I, some shows in the anywhere, UK? Like, UK, America, anywhere. Like, I, just, I just want to get active now. I just want to get the experience in. Yeah, because like, boxing in the UK is obviously like, it's, it's massive at the moment. Like It's probably the place to be for boxing, really. Yeah, it's, it's huge at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's, gone, uh, it's gone good. Yeah. And it, were you one of the, like, did a couple of people from your gym, like, the, in KKC, did they cross over into into boxing as well? Did they go with you? Or is it just yourself that switched over? Uh, Peter, he actually went, he went to boxing after the Blackouts. He actually went one full year of the tournament as well. That year he did, like, in the ring sports in the Blackouts in 2016. And, uh, yeah, he, he crossed, he went into boxing and then come back to the kickboxing. Uh, Lloyd, Lloyd went into the MMA. And uh, he's now fighting. He's in the Muay. He's in the Muay Thai. He's just taking a break from the MMA for a bit. I think he's gonna go back to it eventually. And now he's in the. He's down in Muay Thai in uh, Origin Thai. He's trying out KGC as well. The bow jumps. Uh, he's just waiting to see what crackers with his head injury as well. Though, but I have a good feeling to be back. Like uh, Tristan. Tristan's gone to the MMA in SBG. He was away in the uh, McGregor's camp and all for uh, the Sharoni fight. He got to be a spar panel. Very good little. Uh, but John John's kind of the K one as well, so we all like went into our own rules, like Jimmy. Yeah, did you did you consider going to going to MMA? Not really, no. Like it, uh, uh, vaguely, like, but I wasn't really pushed. I I, I prefer like uh, stand up. Like it's not matter about the ground game. Like I think it's just to be just too frustrating for me to learn. I just, I just prefer like keep a stand up. Yeah, and like, I suppose switching to MMA, you kind of would need. To maybe not fight so regular because you'd need that bit of time to, to build up a ground game. Whereas, like, you're someone who likes to stay, stay active. So, I suppose like, just switching over to boxing is fairly similar to some of the stuff, some of the styles you would have been fighting in kickboxing and uh, in K1. So, you can still get in the ring and fight and not be out of competition for too long. Yeah, like, I feel like some of them might sit around too long, like, after a fight's not like, obviously, you can't jump in freaking in MMA, like, it's too, it's too dangerous. Like, it's, it's the, the smash you take. Like, I think you need, yeah, Brian, not that body trying to recover all the voice like that. I know like the Muay Thai and K was tough, like, but for taking punches that far, I'm slow on, like, it's not good for your head, like, you can't be constantly jumping in. Like, you did in the same you see Donald Cerrone jumping in week in, week out the fight, don't you? Yeah, yeah, well, I think he'll, that'll catch up with him, kind of, I think, later on in life. He's, uh, he's living the life now, but I think that, like, he, he's not going to get away with that totally, you know? Yeah, like I wouldn't say he's long left in his career at the moment, would he? I'd say he's a few fights left in him before he uh, he retires. I thought he should have retired after the uh, after the fight before. I think I think even before that, I think he fought was it Gaethje he fought before that? Am I dreaming there? Yeah, uh, not too sure. I think he fought Gaethje before that, and I thought he should have retired after that one. And obviously, he got the McGregor the McGregor payday, so I think really yeah. now I think he should. I think he should. I think he should retire. He, he couldn't turn it down like the McGregor fight. It was just it was just too big. Yeah, yeah, don't don't say like definitely should have taken that, but I think like seeing the way he's lost his last two fights, 
Uh, like he's lost to Tony Ferguson, was stopped as well. Like so, I think he should just, I think he should call it a day, really. No, yeah, yeah, I know, but I think it's easier said than done. Yeah, it's, it's it's hard like to hang out with Like I'm I'm not in that situation now. Like, but like I say, when you actually face, they are coming to the end of your career. I say it's difficult, like considering like fighting's all he's now for the last what nearly say twenty years. Something like that. What's it? I think he's 23, 24, is he? Yeah, yeah. So he's probably fighting like, his whole life. Like, so when I start talking about hanging, hanging up the gloves, like, I say it's a difficult decision. Like, like I'd say he wants to push it out as, mu- as much as he can, like, till he gets his, his last bit out of himself. Yeah, like, like you say, you, you know the buzz from like being on some of them, like some of them shows. Like, and then you, you imagine then going to a UFC level, like the, the buzz that, that he gets off that, then to just go, no, I'm not going to have that anymore. Is It's hard to walk away from that. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. Actually, I've seen that picture with uh, Chuck Liddell. I think it was Chuck Liddell's where he's with McGregor. McGregor's at the start. I start when he's not, when he wasn't in the old scene, he's getting a picture with Chuck Liddell. And then there's a picture of Chuck Liddell looking up at like, McGregor. Like, yeah, yeah. I, just, that's a, yeah, I think that's a kind of a massive. Yeah, it's deadly. And just the way you kind of see Chuck looking up at him, like, like, he's the famous one now. Like, he's, he's trying to get in line to get a picture with him. Yeah. I think it's a, <laughs> a massive uh, like, So, like, what would a... What does a training week look like then for you in terms of like, like your cardio, your your strength and conditioning, and then your your boxing training? Um, I train uh, five or six days a week. I spar. I think we should spar um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. On a Saturday morning, we probably end around thirty to forty rounds in a week. Uh, I do my pad sessions uh, with my boxing coach uh, Tuesday and a Thursday, and then uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday night. That's right, yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday night, I'd be back in the gym in Cabra. Uh, doing me uh, cardio and strength condition. And Just, uh, uh, who do you like sparring? Like, would you be yeah, you, like sparring, you like sparring a lot around? Yeah. Sparring is my favorite. Yeah, that's what I think we get the I, I get me fitness from and all. Like, that's my main uh, size of my fitness. Like, I, I'd spar all day, like, much prefer it over anything else. Like, so just something we've always kind of only we're down in uh, down in Cabra when I used to we just trying we just be all trying in the ring together. It doesn't matter what way you are like lads are getting knocked out left right and centre like every night like and it was just like we just knew knew had spa, knew knew had had sparring like that was all we kind of done. So when we went to all other gyms like I mean we're doing this like this is inspiring like we're trying to not saying it's not sparring up in a uh, Stevens gym like. We get, we, I was just so used to fighting lads who are 20 kilo heavier than me. Like I was always the small kind of uh, going to gym. I still am. What weight are you fighting for in, bo- in boxing? And what's the, the plan? What weight do you look at the fighter? Uh, uh, I'm going to fight at uh, Louis Welter and uh, Louis. Uh, 63.5 links Louis Welter and Louis 61. That's, that's the plan. Yeah. And did, have you like have you somebody that looks after your like strength and conditioning or is it kind of something you do you program and look after yourself? Uh, look, I kind of do it by myself to an extent, but the more I'm going to get into, I will actually start training with somebody. Again, I've had a few different strength and conditioning coaches, but we do them for a few few weeks, a few a few months before the fight, and it stop for a while and it depends. Like I've never been consistent with one uh, strength and conditioning coach. So, it could be a benefit to that, you know. You see, you get a mix of. Couple of different styles, a couple of different programs, and you know, all. Like, I suppose like it's a, a lot of it is the same stuff, but you get a, a little bit of a, a different flavor from each coach. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, like I've got experience off everyone. I've fought, you know, like 
constantly being told different things, different ways approach approach your weight cut, uh, different ways getting your cardio up. Like you've learned loads of different things. So would you have? Do you have much much weight to cut? Uh, depends. Like I, I usually walk around about sixty eight kilos. So like making the sixty one is a bit tougher. Like but sixty three, like I, I can kind of make it handy enough. Like I don't, I don't kill myself. I don't really like the idea of having to budget myself to cut weight. I, I, don't, I don't mind like finding like the way I'm walking around there. Like I've, I'm even happy taking fights around sixty five, sixty six. It, it, it just all depends. Like. And like would you, would you tend to diet down and then cut, or would you tend to diet down fairly close to the weight, or would you kind of, you know, cut the water? Once I uh, once week or, uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really water load. Like I say, I'm gonna have to water load now to make this sixty one limit because I feel like I've got a bit bigger. Uh, now when I now before you come up, I started going that health buzz. Like I had to constantly health, so I, I want to be trying. Like I know I want to be close to the weight like a week or two out because like it plays with your head mentally a little bit. I think I think a lot of fighters understand that. Uh, like, I'd rather be two known on like kilo out a week out to get me. I don't want to be sitting in uh, the week before the fight thinking on two or three kilo. I, I don't like that in my head. I just want to be able to train that week and join me train, tip away and just prepare for it. I don't want to be thinking right of a battle now with the weight cut as well and waking up that morning of the fight, be down the gym, hopefully I get the weight on me. I don't want to be drained. I don't, I don't want that in my head. I just want to be able to uh, that fight week just take me time. Do it and do what I want. Yeah. Myself, like, I know myself, like, the way I cook can be tough. Like, I fight on a, um, I fight at 57. So, like that, it's a, it's a challenge when you're walking around the 65 kilos, you know, to, to get to get down. Um, I wouldn't be able to diet down. Like, I'm only looking at diet down to about 61, and then the rest is, you know, water load and deplete. How do you find the water load? Uh, yeah, I find it, it it definitely works. It's now it's something like I, I I've had a couple of rough weight cuts where like maybe it wasn't as good, um. But since like you know just trial and error and a bit more research into it, like it, I find it does work. But you end up how much water do you end up cutting in the wallet? Um, about two kilos maybe. Yeah, is that the most you've ever done with it? Yeah, like the last time the week before the fight. The week before the tournament, uh, back in October for the European Championships, I was 64 the week before. Uh, they have been on the Irish team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, ITF or the WTF, is it? ITF, ITF, Taekwondo, yeah. So, like, what's, what's the what's, what's like, difference between the ITF and WTF? So, like, WTF, it's the, they'd wear the, the body armor. And they, that's right. the one that's in the Olympics. They can punch the face, so it's all legs. And you see them, they rarely punch because they can only punch to the body. Um, and it's hard to kind of score a clean punch to the body. Whereas then in ITF, then it's, you can, it's just with the glove, the headgear. It's kind of like very similar to the equipment you'd wear in kickboxing, even points kickboxing. And then it's, you can punch the head, one point for a punch to the head. Yeah. One point for any punch, two points for a kick to the body, three points for a kick to the head. Um, so like I kind of think like the ITF Taekwondo is like you have points kickboxing, you have light contact kickboxing, and kind of in the middle is is Taekwondo. It's kind of in the blend between points kickboxing and light contact is kind of I think that's where what ITF is. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So uh, I think the, I think the ITF is still a little bit more exciting to watch. I think like I know the Olympic level for the WTF is uh, really high, like it's, uh, with the legs now. But I think I think the ITF is just a little bit more exciting. 
I think the lack of function in the WTF makes it uh, can make it quite boring. And I think that the changes to maybe the way they score and stuff. Um, I feel sometimes a lot of their fights are very boring. I thought, I thought the last Olympics, the Taekwondo in the last Olympics, I thought that was uh, I thought the level was a bit shite there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. Do you think uh, the kickboxing going to win the Olympics? I don't know. I, I was speaking with with, uh, with Kev Baldwin about this yesterday, and it's it's maybe not something I know a lot about, but like I think it's going to be very hard. Like what like what discipline do you put in the Olympics? Um, you know, like well, what, do, what, do, what do you think discipline is going to win? Like, it's points fighting is very big on Wagga. Like, how are you going to choose to put in a full contact K1? Like, there's, there's so many. It's going to be like down to points fighting. I think the K1, I think the, I think the boxing or the full contact is too similar to the boxing. Like, I know you have to kick in full contact, obviously, but I still feel like the style is that little bit more abrupt. Like, do you get me? Yeah, yeah. I think it could depend as well on um, if. And the points fighting is too similar to the Taekwondo. So I, I feel like it, I know it's a bit boys, but I feel like it's going to come down to the K1 that's going to go into the wackers. But I don't think it's fair like on the wackers fighters that have been competing so long in the points for Nick. You know, Elijah Everill? Yeah, he's been on as well. Elijah. That'll be out soon as well. Deadly. Yeah, like Elijah's after being uh, competing his whole life. Like he, he deserves a shot at the Olympics, you get me? Yeah. I think like it very much depends as well. I don't think currently. Like, See, at the moment, for the Tokyo Olympics, they're going to have karate in. And I think the points kickboxing can be very similar to karate, but I don't think karate is going to stay in. So maybe if karate goes, it leaves a chance for the points kickboxing then to maybe get in. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what goes on. Do you think Do you think it'll get in? I'd say in the next eight to ten years, yeah, I, I do think it'll be in. I definitely do think it'll be in. I think, I, I don't know, like... Muay Thai, Muay Thai, Thai organisation are, if it's not IF, FMA, I think it is something like that. So if they're trying to get in as well, like, and that's sort of similar to the K1, so you have that there as well, you get me? Yeah. I think with the IOC recognition, I think the biggest thing is the, the potential to get funding because if you can say, if you can go to, you know, Kickbox in Ireland, if Kickbox in Ireland can go to Sport Ireland and say, oh, well, you know, Wacko here is... Uh, IOC recognise they might fund some athletes to go to these tournaments. So I think like, and even across Europe and the world, that's kind of what you have is you can go to government bodies and say, well, we have Olympic recognition or IOC recognition and can we fund our athletes? And I think that's the benefit because like, that's always I find coming from Taekwondo and I'm sure you've had it with kickboxing, like that's the challenges. I feel if, yeah, if we get the opportunity, sorry, yeah, what are you saying? It's like the biggest challenge is often funding these trips away to go to these tournaments. I think that's one of the biggest challenges. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I feel like if we do get, like, his, like, I feel like if we get the funding to compete constantly in uh, the likes of the Wackos, like, I'd say a lot more for us to stay around. Like, you see, for his leave and, like, and how good they are, and they go into MMA and they go into boxing. I think that's one of the main things why for his leave. There's no money in the sport, like, even for us to go to trips. Like, I actually fought in this Wack to Wackos seniors before the Wackos seniors just gone there in 2019 in Bosnia in the K1. Like I had to fund it all myself like, just to pay for the go there. It's expensive as well, though, because... Yeah, Bosnia is not a... Because that's where... Like, the, they had the European Championships in Taekwondo one week and three, <clears throat> three weeks later they had the Wacko Seniors there. So I know... Like, was it Taekwondo there as well, was it? Yeah, three weeks before the kickboxing. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. And it was... Uh, it wasn't cheap to did get... You go, did you go to the gym? Yeah, yeah. Did you, what, um, what do you think of Bosnia? <laughs> it was... It, it was... Okay, I've got, I thought it was a, I thought it was a shithole, really. <laughs> it was a bit mad, wasn't it? 
Did you compete in the, uh, the Olympic Hall, did you? No, we were in a different one. Though. The hall we were in was was a shithole. Like, it was, oh, yeah. Yeah, it looked like they were there the smoke inside. So yeah. On the outside, like, kind of, as you came into the hall, kind of like the lobby or reception, right, there was a lot of guys <laughs> smoking when you walked in. So you walked in and you were there, caught, like, got into a sport and competition. You're there having, like, coughing from smoke. And then by the end of the day, the, like, the hall would kind of be filled with smoke. You'd just see, like, a haze coming down from the ceiling because the boys outside smoking, it had blown in. And, yeah, I thought, like... Man. I, but, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mind. Like it was, it was a good experience. It was something different from what we were like used to. Like the the, the venue we competed in, like the Olympic Hall, it was deadly. It was like set up the hall. Even the way uh, the competition was run was very well. Like put together, like the government, I think, actually funded it for for uh, Wacker, wasn't it? So it was good. Like just around going around the city, you know, like the money. The money was mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the um, the bullet holes in the walls? from the wow, yeah mental yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but like when we were driving into the hotel you had one part you were driving past through this the kind of outskirts of the city and we were looking around on the bus going like jesus this place is a kip and then you got in and then it was like jeez there was like these lovely new shopping centers that have like were fairly mo- were pure modern I went, oh, that, yeah i went to that big big shopping center was it had yeah. like uh, the screen yeah. around in front of it yeah 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 that's yeah, the one. That, yeah that's yeah, that's when we went as well. But if you went a couple yeah. of minutes outside, you were looking at it was like a completely different city altogether. Yeah, mental. Yeah, that was a good experience. Yeah. Would you go back? No, nah, definitely not. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't go back either. That's the that's you kind of that's yeah. how you like, tend to judge most places. Would you go back? And definitely Bosnia wouldn't be on the list to go again. Yeah, no, definitely not. No. But even the standard over there in Bosnia competing was uh, was crazy. Like the the level they were fought in the sixty three division. I think that's the the best division. I think in Michael like just for for the, the speed, like in the power and all, like it's, it's perfect. I think I had the biggest division out there as well. I fought an Israeli fighter. I had uh, I was talking to Matt to the fight. He had uh, twenty five pro fights or something. And I was like, I don't really what nine or ten. Only, I think a ten. No, I had nine profits on. He he, twenty five. Like he's he's been fighting the wackos constantly. He plays tours in the wacko uh, Europeans and all. Like I thought it was close. Like I like I felt like I wasn't second to anybody out there. Like I felt like I just I had to get the experience now. Like I said, I'm gonna sign the Europeans in San Sebastian in twenty fifteen. I got that experience and I went back in twenty. Sorry, I went back in twenty. Uh, I went back in uh, twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen and when the wackos like I got that experience so uh i feel like if we can go back again i can i wouldn't say i'd win it but i feel like i can definitely definitely place yeah. and uh, i did go back i find a lot of time even like you see you see juniors coming into like um the, the, the taekwondo national team and the first championships can be kind of a like that an experience you know it's a, a bit of an eye-opener to the, the standards you have to get to that you kind of most people like don't really medal at their first tournament. They kind of go away and then realize, okay, that's what the best level. That's what the best people look like. I need to get to that level. Yeah, it, it is difficult. It's, it's hard to do, like especially if you're on the first time medal. Like yeah. yeah, like you go on. I think the first time and you, you kind of look around and it can be sometimes the first time you've had a tournament, kind of that big and that kind of buzz as an NCR, you can be a little bit taken taken back, I suppose, and then. 
it's kind of the second one is get used to it. Like you get that experience, get used to it. You go, ah, I felt this before. I've seen all these people. I felt the buzz, and you you can focus more and put in a good performance. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I think yeah, it kind of motivates you a little bit more just to go out and do it again. Like, like that, I felt like that was one of my biggest things. Like, I, like when I lost in 2015, it just I want to get that result back to me. That was that was my mentality. I need, I need to get that win back. That, that's what made me go out and win in 2016. I didn't want to fail away. I felt after losing that fight in 2015 because I knew how much I came on and I knew how I'm capable of competing at that level. So what would be one of the, what would be the top countries like in, in full contact kickboxing or the, the K1? Uh, uh, Wacko, Russia. Uh, the, Russian, the Russian team, it's mental. Like, I can't even tell you, when you go to a Wacko European World Championship and it comes to, comes to the end where everyone's getting the medals, every second national anthem just being played is the Russian national anthem. <laughs> uh, it's madness and just just the team like the Polish have a big team now as well and so the Turks like so when when the lads are fighting as well they all have they all have that chance going now like they all screaming for the teams like, to get to get to get a good buzz going around. You feel that? Uh, yeah. Have you ever felt that the Russians may be on some? Um, I suppose. Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Supplements. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you need to go and look at these lads. Did the Russians like get banned from the Olympics or something like that? Yeah, because the, there's a documentary on Netflix, uh, Icarus, it's called, and it kind of goes into the, the the Winter Olympics in 2014 in uh, in Sochi. They they were like, they had a hole in the wall, and they were taking out the 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 bottles of tests, and they were switching them, and then they're putting like clean ones back in. Like every athlete, pretty much was uh, was was doping. Like the the government were funding them to dope, and then so they all got banned. And um, so they're even they're still banned. I think the, the, it's only the only people who can compete. Like the Russians who can compete now, they have to compete under like no country. They're kind of just uh, they're neutral, kind of is what it comes up. They don't have a flag, and they they have to have proven that they they weren't open, and they have to sign up to, you know, the WADA testing and the VADA testing. So that's the only way they can they can compete. Yeah, that's meant it's mental. Like oh, the Russians, the Russians out there, I, I definitely. I actually fought in the fight after I won the White House in twenty sixteen. At the moment, when I get out of the ring, I actually had to win and get tested myself. And it's uh, I don't know. I thought it was stupid. I was looking at some of the Russians around, like. That did should be getting tested and weren't getting tested. It's definitely happening like hundred percent. Yeah, like I was the, after the worlds in the worlds in in Dublin, I, I I won and ended up getting tested. And it's an experience, like especially after you've won, to be in a room having to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting around, around. you have to ruin the booze, yeah. I had to walk yeah. around like a half an hour sitting in water, trying to make myself over like a slash. <laughs> I was uh, I needed to go straight away and the guy who was like the chaperone guy, he just kept talking. I was like I was there rattling in the chair, being like, I need to go, like <laughs> just come on, like I just let's get this over with. Just get out of here. But yeah, he kept dragging it on, going through form after form and so uh, yeah, like when you think about winning a world championships, it's not necessarily how you think you'll be celebrating is uh like you say, going for yeah, a for the first twenty minutes <laughs> just sitting inside, yeah. <laughs> ah, meant it, yeah. Ah, yeah, like you said, the Russians. Yeah, do you, but do you find in like the, the countries like you, you mentioned there, like Russia and Poland and Turkey, that like they they have some funding. So do, do you find that they? Like, do, do yeah, the, like, all, all these European countries, all these European um, countries. I think ninety four percent of them get funded. I think I, I don't know who's probably saying me. Uh, I think the Italians get funded as well now. They compete in the Wacko. There's a lot. There's a lot of countries getting funded now. I feel. Like, I think it's only. There's only a few countries like the UK, not the UK don't get funding, we don't get funding, um, Spain, I don't think get funding. There's a few the French even get funded, I think, to go between the wackles. So it's kind of a disadvantage like, to us, like it doesn't it doesn't give us that drive to go as much as the other European countries would, would. 
I feel like if we did get funded, we have more fighters competing in Ireland in the Wackers, they head away to chips because we have a bit more competitive. So I think we'd be, the, the country could be doing a lot better in the Wackers, like in the ring spot anyways. We always have yeah. a good points for the team, uh, like contact team, but like in the ring spot, you don't see it as frequent. Like if, if you see a few fighters coming along every once in a while, like you had Brian Brosnan in 2011. I saw that fight. Was that the finals? I saw that, yeah. Yeah, Brian, he, well, he was the only fight ever won the Wackers in the ring spot in Ireland in senior level, if not junior. And we've had Gary McDonald, like a male, they, you know Gary and Mal? Down the way. Yeah. Yeah, Gary was competing yeah. at Taekwondo as well, like, and he went into the Wackers. Uh, he's yes, he went off and competed just there recently, like, over in the last Wackers. Like, he even had like the standards over there, it's crazy for the full contact. Like, it stepped up every year, does. And I think even the challenge is like, even if you're not, even if you're not making money off going to these tournaments, if it wasn't costing you money, like if you're having enough to cover the cost of a trip and you know a little bit of your training, then like that'd be something. It's like I think a lot of people because you can win a you can win a gold medal and then you're kind of looking at going well, like I have the gold medal, but I'm out of I'm out of pocket. However, amount of money, it's like if at least if it if you broke even as such, like I think more people would be even uh, inclined to stay and compete in those sports. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Getting the gold medal, like I just, I just feel like just that little bit of fun and just like you're saying, break even. Yeah, happy day. Yeah, you have to go out. You have to get in the medal. Like and maybe, may say you didn't win, but just that, that covering your train, that little bit of your flights, whatever. Happy day. But I just, just that's just not there like, at the moment. Yeah, like I, I don't think it will be there for a long time either. I feel like if it's gonna happen. It won't be for the next ten years. Uh, it's gonna be a while. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a while. Yeah. I think even like to get, even if you're looking at getting into the Olympics, like it's it, it it could be very much dependent on what country the Olympics is in because it'll be brought like like karate's brought in as like a, a demonstration sport, so I think that's what would need to happen with kickboxing and that can be very much dependent on where it's on. Like obviously Tokyo this time, which is why karate got in, so it could be very much dependent on. You might need a, maybe a country like Hungary to have uh, host an Olympics and maybe they'll want to bring in kickboxing or, you know, because they'd be good in that sport. So I think it's very dependent on the country that gets, could get the Olympics and whether kickboxing gets in. I think, I think Hungary could, yeah, if the Olympics got in Hungary, I think they have a good chance again because uh, it's probably Olympically recognised over in, uh, I think, Hungary, isn't it? The points yeah. for them, like the karate team, like they're probably paid for, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would be, that's, I think that's maybe the biggest challenge and like, like you said, it could be ten years, could be longer, could be twenty. You know, it's who who knows. But uh, yeah. just kind of two more things. I suppose I just kind of have two more questions before we finish up that I've been asking uh, a lot of everybody that have been on is uh, if you had to pick uh, a favorite fighter across any sport. So like it doesn't have to be kickboxing; it could be boxing, MMA. If you had to pick a favorite fighter, who would you pick? Georgia uh, Chosen. No, okay. George Chosen, he's uh, probably yeah. one, of his, one of the best kickboxers ever. Yeah. He's uh, fine everything to get. He'd be definitely a big inspiration as well, actually. The reason why I'm the K1, like, yeah, George Chosen, definitely. And then if you had to pick a favourite fight, favourite fight of all time, you're, picking, you're going to go onto YouTube and pick one fight to watch. What are you picking? <sighs> favourite fight ever. That's a, that's a tough one. That's, 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 that's a very hard one. That's a hard one. Uh, uh, I know it's a madden, but I, I, I like the the Tyrone Spong fight versus Alistair Overeem. Did you, okay. ever, did you ever see that? 
Yeah, yeah. I, think that, I think that's a great play. Yeah. That's what that's a fight I really enjoyed. Uh, Alistair Overeem and uh, Tyrone Spong. Yeah, yeah Tyrone Spong as, as well, like going to boxing. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's enjoyable. But she was meant to fight uh, Usyk, and then uh, the fight got pulled last minute. He said he was open. I turned out he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he failed the test and then it came back. I think the, I think the second sample came back that he it was clean. So, uh, so yeah, that was a shame because interesting because obviously it would have been Usyk's first fight up at heavyweight. So, <laughs> yeah. would have been would have been an interesting fight. Yeah, I, I think he would have done well against him as well. I think, I think it would have been a good fight. Yeah, I think Usyk maybe yeah. would have been a little bit too skillful. Just to, uh, yeah, but I think I think you would have put it on him. I think yeah, because Tyron's probably has knockout power, and if he catches him, yeah. I think he would have been in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was definitely. I think Tyron's Spong as well was actually uh, juicing at one stage because he was fighting at sixty six kg like when he was only uh, like back in the two thousand seven, two thousand eight, fighting at sixty six, and then he's now he's up a heavyweight. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of the Mexican supplements. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, I think we'll wrap it up. Like it's uh, I've actually I've enjoyed the chat. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you too. You've done it. Was uh, interesting. Po- podcast as well. I <laughs> uh, look. Maybe oh, yeah. if, if, yeah. if the boxing goes the way it goes, it goes successfully. You might be on plenty of more. <laughs> yeah, please, guys. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, but, thanks for uh, having us on. Yeah, no worries. Uh, you've a, you've a mix across a lot of sports there, like like Muay Thai, K1, the full kind of keep into boxing. So I wanted to, I wanted to have a chat and kind of get 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 your thoughts and uh, your your experiences across all them. So no, it's been it's been good and I've been, uh, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So hopefully we we'll get back training on that soon and uh, take take care. Yeah, definitely. Take care.